What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the lockup, bringing you inside the ring of combat sports today. We got a show. I am, of course, your host, Dylan Reynolds, joined by my wonderful co-host, Joshua Klein. How are we doing today, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, we're recording this on Sunday, and my Bengals got a dub, so I'm always in a good mood when that happens. But uh, we're here to talk about the DAZN pay-per-view with the Influence Boxers, and we have a lot of thoughts about it. We're going to go, Absolutely. we're going to recap it, give our opinions, and then give you the go-home sign. So take it away, Dylan. Absolutely. So... Before we get into the details of things, I just want to say, first off, great show. Um, I thought that this was close to the best influencer boxing event I've seen. Uh, I would still say right now, like the Creator Clash show that uh, iDubs and all those guys did had a little bit more of an edge just because that was all entertainment and all in the end for like charity. Um, but this was pretty damn good show josh like if they keep doing these shows every month like this quality i i i said it uh last night whenever i was watching it i'm starting to fall in love with boxing because it's just so entertaining to me mm, i wouldn't give it that a praise i had a good time there are a lot of issues that i see which what happens when non non-professionals are in the ring and you get a lot of I mean, we'll go through. There's a lot of problems I had, but it was entertaining. I definitely better than the K I saw the last one I watched, the first one. Oof. This had this pay per view had its lows, but it did have some good highs that I'm willing to. And I, to me, a star is born. Like, there's two stars that were born from this. Well, three. I got to give the main event its props. Three, I believe, three stars that I'm wanting to keep watching um going forward so let's start with the first match let's get this going yeah so the first fight was dtg versus halal halim ham uh, i i can't pronounce things right um this was an interesting fight uh halal was of course the guy who fought on the last card with salt poppy um so it was pretty interesting to see him back um obviously <laughs> the Fight was very different than the Salt Poppy fight. Even had him in his corner, um, which this is also something I'll get into maybe a little bit later. But I like that they're kind of building a, for the phrase of a better world, word a world around this Dizone Misfits boxing series thing because we didn't have Salt Poppy fighting, but he was in his corner. We didn't have. Uh, King Kenny fighting, but he was on commentary. We have like all these guys that kind of we saw at the last event and like the other influencer boxing events kind of being incorporated. And I think, you know, I don't know about you, Josh, but that was always one of the things for pro wrestling in particular. I like whenever people are like interacting, you know, when you're like, oh, okay, like I can understand that when I'm watching a DAZN Misfits event, I'm going to probably see KSI because he's the face of the promotion. I'm going to probably see, you know, King Kenny, Faze Sensei, you know, uh, Salt Poppy, one of our big standouts from the last event for sure. Um, I'm very excited for that. Uh, real quick before we get into the actual fight, what are your thoughts on that in particular, Josh? Uh, I, uh, I enjoyed the fact that they brought these characters that are like, especially since the last time we watched it, it was my first time ever being involved with the influence boxers. 
So the, to see them being a part of the show, like KSI was doing some interviews. I mean, you have King Kennedy doing commentary. I didn't, I, I knew Salt Poppy was on the, was on the sideline, but I was skipping through in it. So I must have missed him. Um, it's just going to give this, uh, this, this, its own feel. Um, and this match really gave it like, this is the quote unquote misfits. I mean, look at ham, like his body physique is, and then what was it? DGT or whatever his name is. Oh my God. I mean, like those are, I mean, those are heavyweights and then I got a inexperienced heavyweight fight. And I'm going to tell you right now, what a bad way to start the show. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. The shit went off the rails already. I mean, the fact that they got in the ring, the referee wasn't, the referee wasn't in the first match. Where's the referee? Where's the referee? Like, come on, get your shit together. And then the actual fighting happened and whole, no technique was at all. It was just like, what am I watching here? Car accidents. It was, and like GTGs fucking boxers were coming down and like, it just, it was horrible, man. Oh, oh, I never, I never wanted a match to end soon. I was like, come on, a knockout, please, please a knockout. It was so interesting. Uh, this morning I went back and I watched the, uh, the weigh in, uh, and just seeing how like serious DTG was and versus like halal ham, um, which, You'd probably it was actually kind of funny during the the weigh-ins. Lol came out like a uh, a Gucci shirt, and then he's like eating this uh, vegan and cheese and bean like uh, croissant or something like that as he's going to get weighed in. I mean, like 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 you said, this is where the misfits part of this comes in, and this is where ultimately like the entertainment, which we'll really talk about even more so in the main event, like. If you can't box, if you can bring a character, then that's great. If you can do both like a salt poppy, then you're a fucking star. But uh, to get into the fight, I mean, this was messy. Like Josh said, it was a very messy fight. At the end, everyone from the commentators, even me, I don't know about you, Josh. I was pretty confident that out of the two, DTG was the one who was winning. I didn't care. I was like, fuck it. Who cares? If there was an option of like a draw, I was like, draw. Cause it's like, it's not good. There is no winner. It was awful. Like, like just uh, an eyesore. Very much. So, um, I mean, I mean the, the last thing I will say, um, so this, again, I didn't know this guy was the guy who salt poppy fought and he even had a fight even before the salt poppy fight back in 2018. The one thing I will say with ham winning uh is that uh i assume you probably noticed it you any of you guys who watched at home noticed the little skin patch that he had there uh something when he was doing his post-fight interview was talked about how he overcame cancer and that's awesome you know it it it's one of those things where intently i'm like okay even though i don't agree with the result i can give it to him but at the same time again I'll be completely honest. I don't need to see him on another Misfits card uh, unless it is just another car crash event. Like, that's it. I mean, I agree. And the fact that he didn't even think he won. It was like, Halee Ham won. He's like, what? Oh, okay. 
So the next fight, this was the start of things kind of starting to pick up a little bit. There, there were definitely some issues, primarily with the refereeing, which this is going to be a, a constant we talk about throughout the night. Um, you had Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor versus Ashley Raksu. Uh, you, it was pretty great. Uh, you know, you got the little nerd war of uh, Taylor was in the Dragon Ball. Ashley was in the the uh the pokemon gear uh it it was this was a good fight uh my favorite moment was right at the start the first four seconds wade uh one of the commentators was literally telling todd gresham don't blink right whenever it started bam knockdown and like ashley was like sitting there like oh my god this guy is serious like this guy is for real you know anthony taylor former mma fighter uh he is a form you know he he boxes actively uh one of the big things with this is he's been trying to call out ksi because he uh sparred with jake paul uh i mean this was something where i started to be like okay we got some real fights and some real contenders here because even though raksu was not on the same level as anthony taylor he still gave him a pretty decent fight. And I mean, ultimately, that's the thing I like when I watch boxing. I want to see a war. Sometimes I want to see the straight knockout. Sometimes I want to see a technical fight. But I'll be honest, with boxing, I like the men going to war. I like seeing it back and forth, fighting, get bloody, all that stuff. That's the stuff I look for in boxing. What are your thoughts on this fight? It was very clear to me that Mr. Anthony had some experience because he looked the part, even though Raku had the, the reach, he was a tall man. Anthony kept him close and was hitting him. I never believed for a second that Raku could beat Anthony because he never really got a good, good clean hit on him. It was all, it, it was, this was my, one of my fighters of the night. Like he looked good and I want to see more like, like it didn't matter that he didn't have the height advantage or the reach advantage. He, had a strategy, kept his body moving, and changed it up a little bit. I mean, God, like, I wanted this face KSI because I think that, that he would push KSI to a limit that KSI needs. KSI wants to take this sport serious. Hey, this guy, this guy knows what he's doing. And there was a complete strategy. It wasn't like, well, we're going to get it later. There was a guy who literally was two weeks who really didn't know about boxing. You could tell, like, I mean, especially the last fight. You could tell right away, oh, this guy's different. And when, when he get that first clean hit, Raccoon knows, like, oh, I'm gonna in, I'm in for a long night. <laughs> I'm in a long, long three rounds. The fact that he survived, but it was unanimous. Even the judges, like, it was not even close. 30-26 across the board, across all three judges. Um, I mean, the big thing for me that really stood out is like Anthony Taylor, man. I mean, he he was talking about it in the lead up to the fight. You know, he was trying to take a more of a Tyson approach to this versus his, the way he fought in his previous fights. Um, so like kind of popping up, getting those shots where he can. And I mean, Ashley was even though he is a newer, he is a novice. I mean, he there were a couple parts where I mean, I thought he was gonna come back. I thought it was gonna be a much closer fight. And I mean, ultimately by the scorecards, I mean it was a somewhat close fight but i mean at anthony taylor that that man you know had only fans on his trunks you know he's he's someone who does that 
I respect him, man. I would not want to fuck with that man whatsoever. <laughs> KSI, honestly, uh, he throughout the the night, people kept asking him what who he's going to fight on the January card. There's a couple people from this event I think would be a great fight for KSI. Anthony Taylor, of all people, you got the built-in beef story of, oh, I went and I sparred with Jake Paul, and I'm you know more of a Jake Paul guy than a KSI guy. Natural. Natural story that you can tell. Let them talk back and forth in the press conferences, then go to war in the ring. Uh, I would love to see that. So this next fight. was very interesting because in the lead up um so first off you have astrid wet and keely um astrid wet of course a adult film and just like anthony taylor a a adult uh creator um i i don't know if you saw anything from the weigh-in uh with her but she came out in just straight lingerie and then she went to go kiss KSI and KSI like skirted. It was awesome. It was the thing I will say going into this, watching the the way in Keely seemed much more confident and was like, I'm serious. I want to take this seriously. Well, the issue as Josh is alluding to here is that she, she got to the second round. Um, but the round started and then her coaches threw in the towel. Um, I, it's, it's hard because I can't even really say that I was very impressed with, with miss wet. Um, I, I like the gear, uh, that that's one thing I, I liked her gear and the fact that she came out to smash mouth. Uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, I, I, this was a total mismatch. Uh, I mean, I mean, the one thing I'll, I had in the back of my head for this show from about this particular fight is like, you know, in pro wrestling, especially over in places like Japan, you talk about fighting spirit. Fighting spirit is a very real thing. You know, sometimes that's the thing that will get you through a really hard encounter or even just a fight in general. Keely had no fighting spirit. Keely got punched the fir- the very first time in the first round and just shut down from then on. Uh, t- take it away, Josh. Well, this was another, uh, I would say, a black eye on the event. A very uh, another train wreck. Miss um, Keely looked like she had no skills because she was not protecting herself. She was just going out there and swinging. Now, granted, if she she's the adult content maker, right? No, that is uh, Astrid Wet. Okay, well, what a name. <laughs> um, well, I didn't get wet after watching this. I'll tell you that. Um, well, I actually, actually, I did because I was laughing my ass off, uh, and, and it looked it looked like when the round was over, Miss Keely was like, "I'm done. This ain't for me. I'm, I'm nope, nope. I am done. I am done." I mean, she never got off the stool. <laughs> It looked like her and our coach were arguing. It looked like the coach was trying to tell her something. She's like, no, like there was, there was definitely a, comp- a competing opinion that the coach was like, nah, no, no, we're not doing this because she got hit in the face a couple times. and was just like, 
whoa <laughs> i i mean she found out real quick just like the guy in the last match was just like yeah if you could continue it's gonna be a long fucking night and she's just like i'm a pretty face i'm good yeah i mean uh i guess the one thing uh, at the end of course after every fight this is customary uh you know you had some guys asking her questions asking who she wants to fight next. There isn't really a lot of female influencers that have done the boxing thing. Um, I guess as far as people I would want to see, I mean, you could, uh, from the creator class, you had the the content creator, Justin Minks, who ended up winning uh, her fight. That's someone who you could possibly do a fight with. Um, even the person that she beat would be another one. I think the big thing with this, that's such an outlier, is just that there wasn't, skill shown to where i'm like okay like you know like if a fight with miss wet and uh justin minks happen i wouldn't really be able to say who would be the a side of that you know i would definitely say probably minks because her fight was a lot more technical uh her big issue is that she her gas tank ran completely empty and was not protecting herself towards the end of her fight but the uh, the tiktok girl she fought just like Miss Keeley gave up. Um, and, and that's one of the big things I think, again, this kind of shows the levels, even with this influencer crossover boxing thing. There's levels to this. There's people who, like Keeley, you don't want this. So you don't have to do this. You can go, go do your dancing TikTok thing, I guess, is what she does. I, I, I've never heard of her or Astrid before, but. Uh, you don't have to do this. You see your guys like, you know, Anthony Taylor. You see your guys like uh, JMX, Slim, later in this card, where you're like, okay, these guys want this, especially Slim. Slim is our boy. Uh, like, if you don't want this, don't do this, because this is a dangerous fucking sport. People die in boxing. Like, don't just do your TikTok thing. That's it. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, it just, I mean, I guess you're, that's why the Misfit name comes around, because you just get these, I mean, this is another example of why that name fits, and just like, oh, they tried it, I mean, good for them for trying it, like, it's, you have cojones for doing it, but, but man, the fact that this was sanctioned by a professional boxing league makes me question about how the fuck you sanction a professional boxing, because that was, that was amateur as you can get. So your next fight was JMX versus Ginty. Oh God, these you silly you like the silly boy, the silly boy, you silly boy. I don't know who that is. Not a clue. I don't, couldn't tell you. I don't know who. I don't even know who the other guy is because it's not my scene. But apparently, the JMX had a guy who was supposed to box. He it, something happened where that where this silly boy guy stepped in for two weeks, and who, okay. Um, I give props to the silly boy. Do hung in there, and he got a hit. But JMX dominated the fight, the whole the whole fight. They was they they just. I I guess there's like there really isn't much. I mean, they're just too tall, dude. That silly boy, I gotta say, it was the proportion of this dude. Like he was tall, but I was just like, you're not very athletic. You don't look athletic. Um, and I feel like his his hit was very lucky. Because JMX was like, JMX was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, go ahead. Because like, I don't, I don't know if there's much to say. 
because it was very clear from the beginning that this dude didn't have it or, or just didn't have the skills to beat JMX. Like I didn't, I didn't believe it. Yeah. So like the, you mentioned how Ginty had to step up uh, with basically two weeks notice. The, the one thing that's kind of different with his situation versus like other times that's happened in this scene is that like Ginty has fought before uh, he has boxed before. Um, wasn't that great. However, but again, you know, I mean, I mean, people, this, this is a prime example of why, especially sometimes for us as viewers is so frustrating when fights fall through or things, especially last minute, because like you're training for one specific person learning their style, if they have any footage to train, to, to learn from, like you're dialed in, especially in two weeks, you really can change up your camp that differently you kind of ha- at that point have to just stick with what you were already training for um jmx of course is a guy who he's been in the scene essentially from the start you know he had a four-year layover uh I, this is him and then of course we'll talk about uh the main event uh him he he's one of these guys that when this stuff was first starting josh was one of the guys that we saw as like one of the stars i mean he was far and away one of the best boxers naturally in the entire scene and it's going to be the same deal uh with with our guy in the main event jay swingler and to finally see both of them come back after four years give or take each uh with them it was i was happy to see because i think this is the thing you need is you need to get any stars you have to get this thing off the ground um and bringing guys like jmx is only going to help because he already knows how to box. He's already went through the whole trial and error of it. It's just, he had ring rust, which even in this fight, as well as he did ring rust is a very real thing. Um, you mentioned about the knockdown thing. The one thing I did not like, sure. I don't really think Ginty was a huge deciding factor in that knockdown. The one thing I hate is excuses. Uh, the whole time JMX is talking about, oh, well, it wasn't really a knockdown because he didn't really do anything to me. I mean, uh, I saw after I finished watching it, Logan Paul in training, someone that JMX called out at the end of the fight is in the middle of training. They're watching the event and he's literally like sitting there laughing at him like that is a knockout, you dummy or a knockdown, you dummy. I mean. I think that's probably the one negative spark I can say about JMX with this fight is like, accept it, just move on, just accept that it happened or even just don't accept it and just, just don't say anything about it. Just keep moving forward. Cause if you're going to complain about it, I'm going to start being like, well, if you're going to complain about something so minuscule that I didn't really think shook you at all, then if something big does happen, are you going to be one of those guys you see in boxing who's like, ah, eh, he didn't beat me. He, uh, it was a bad day. Uh, I had a rock in my shoe. Uh, it was bad. You know, like that. That's kind of my thoughts on uh, on our boy JMX. Happy to see him if back. You, I mean, if, if I'm JMX, the dub, the dub doesn't matter how it looked. You got the dub. I mean, like, especially if it's ring rust, you can be like, eh, I had a little ring rust. Guy got a lucky shot. Good for because I mean, after. After the match was done and called for, like, 
he gave his props to the fighter, you know, it's like, and was just like, Oh my God, you did a good job. And uh, I mean, that silly boy, dude, his, his TikTok was going to blow up because be like, Oh man, you went the distance. You're you fucking Rocky this shit. But uh, I, nothing. I mean, you're talking about JMX as a star. Didn't see it. Cause like the, the co-main event and the main event, that's where I saw the star, the stars. I mean, if JMX is supposed to be this big thing, he should have had a better showing. He should have knocked this kid out two weeks, never boxed before. You should have been wiping the floor with him and you let him go the distance brother. The, the one thing I will say before we move on, and this is the biggest issue of the night that I had with the referee. So if you guys watch the KSI event that DAZN and Misfits Boxing put on, the same referee, uh, I believe he's a Hispanic man, I didn't catch his name, who refereed KSI's second fight against Panita, was the referee for this fight. Ginty got knocked out on his fucking feet. He did not get in the middle and like do what a referee is supposed to do and protect the fighter. Ginty was out on his feet, took another three hits before he went down to the ground. Like, you, <laughs> and the you, towel got thrown too. Yeah, like two towels. I you saw him from each side, like both JMX and uh, Ginty's side, like being like, "It's done. He's uh, done." <laughs> and, and like this referee, like throughout the fight, Josh, whenever like they would get into uh, a, a clinch, would not get in the middle of them or even physically try to get them off of each other. He would just tap him, tap him on the arm. That the whole point of a referee in sp- these physical sports like boxing and MMA, you got to be able to get in there because sometimes uh, emotions get there. Uh, skill is not there to where you know as a boxer, oh, he's done. I need to pull back. Like that to me, we talk about the thing at the start of the show and some other moments in the the later fights. I mean. This was the most unprofessional part as far as the refereeing went. Uh, I was dumbfounded when I was sitting there watching this guy out on his feet and then he gets clocked three more times. And the referee still didn't get in the middle of them. The referee just, oh, it's done. Uh, <laughs> like, I uh, revoke this guy's referee license. That's what I think. Get him out of here. Um. As, so, our next fight, this is where things got very interesting, our co-main event. Our boy, Slim versus Ryan Taylor. This is like another one. You, you have this built-in feud. Uh, you know, they were supposed to fight uh, back in, in, in London a couple months ago. I want to say back in, like, July. Um, and there was a, a fight between these two, and uh, I don't know if you've noticed it, Josh, Probably not since you've never really seen Slim before the last event. But, like, he detached Slim's retina. Like, it was a serious fucking scuffle. Uh, So the fact that this fight got remade in general is amazing anyways. You know, just the the bad blood that would be there anyways, which Slim talked about at the uh, end with his post-fight speech. But, I mean, dude... Slim is by far the star of this show. 
I, I, I like Jay Swingler. I thought he did great too. If you would have switched these two around on any given day, I think either this fight or the Jay Swingler fight could have main event and co-main evented. If it was me, if I was the matchmaker, especially having hindsight of seeing the fight that we got, Slim should have been the main event, 100%. Especially since there's, there's a story already built into the match of the of the beef, and it, it came across uh, very much well that Ryan wanted that piece of that ass. But uh, Slim, dude, like, I he started Southpaw, then he switched it up, and, like, Oh, and here's the thing is just like, and he had combination, like his moves were very thought out and he was hit. That's the second match where like slim made a do bleed. Like I, I genuinely believe what he said. Anyone else at 170, because Ryan Taylor was a little bit uh, heavier than slim was anyone at 170 would have been dropped by those shots. I mean, slim's finished every fight he's had. This is the first fight. He's not finished the guy. Yeah, and this was a unanimous decision as well. Because, but Brian got some lick in when it was like, oh, like you're talking about you want to see a war. This is the boxing match. This is what makes you like boxing. Because just like because of the strategy Slim had, switching it up, and then like you seeing Ryan just being a tank and just trying and just taking it and just hanging in there because he know he only takes one good punch and you can win. So it's just like hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. But man. Slim has the personality. I mean, he's called the Hitman. I mean, like, bro, dude's an assassin. Dude's a killer. Dude's that dog. I mean, I I, I wanted him to call out KSI right then and there because KSI was watching that match. He was watching that match. I mean, you you could even see him reacting to some of those hits too. I mean, there was one specific shot, and I even saw uh, this morning a, a a post on Instagram where they were just filming KSI. You can hear. That big hit in the third round Slim had where it was just like a fucking tank. And you just see KSI go, oh, fuck. This guy's, this is the guy. Like, I don't want to fuck with him. And, dude, I got to give props to Ryan. I mean, Slim, obviously, he's our MVP. I think that's undeniable. He's our guy right now. But Ryan Taylor, dude. A fucking, like you said, a tank. I mean, those shots he was taking from Slim would have knocked anyone else on this card out. 100%. And then there was the, the second round. I'm going to be completely honest. I got scared for Slim. That second round, Ryan Taylor started to be the, the aggressor, and he definitely won that second round. I was starting to worry, because even more so, Slim's gas tank was slowly starting to deplete, because... You have to think with someone like Slim at his weight class, the, his whole point, it, it's kind of similar to Floyd in a way where like he's going for as many punches as possible so that he can get that point win. You know, Slim's a little bit more aggressive than Floyd is obviously, but, um, and like that takes a lot. If you are constantly throwing that jab out there, you're using energy, especially with the guy as big as Ryan, where you kind of have to use as much power as you can with every one of those punches and combinations i was starting to get worried for our boy slim i was like oh my god is ryan taylor about to whoop slim's ass and take the like the the throne as like our guy but in the end like slim came back after that second round he knew 
that that was something. I I don't know if that's something you noticed, Josh, but like Slim was still trying to go for as many punches as he could, but he was slowing himself down. He was trying to be like, okay, if I keep just going at 110%, I'm going to gas out. Then it's game over with someone as big as Ryan. Um, I saw that big difference going into that third round. It definitely felt like there was a strategy. And it, like, this is like, that's why I like this. This is my favorite match because it's like Slim was being smart with how he attacked because he knew he busted Ryan's nose. I'm like, dude, like, that's why I think Ryan Stanema was going down so much is because of that blow to the nose. And you, you know, because <laughs> he kept like doing this. And he was gushing. Oh. He, I, I loved the fact that he kept spitting his blood out. There was one moment where I think he got Slim in a clinch and like he's up over him, oh, yeah. Slim, and he just spits the blood on his back. And the referee is like, Stop Ew. that. Don't do that. And I'm like, dude, Ryan Taylor is a fucking monster, dude. <laughs> like this guy does not care. Uh, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I think it's going to be a similar thing of the last fight with Fousey, where I think Ryan's nose is fucked. I really think Slim broke his fucking nose like bad just with how much blood is gushing out. And again, you know, in boxing, it's different because you don't want to be just breathing out of your mouth. In fact, most of the time you want to keep your jaw clenched because if you have your mouth open, you get rocked. That's how you get your jaw broke. <laughs> Goodbye. And like it, yeah. And if you can't, you know, something like this where your nose is broken, there's blood's pouring out. You can't breathe through your nose so that's the only option you have and like josh said you know you start to see him dwindle because that's something that's hard to fight through to to be able to get through the pain you know you're you're the pain of in general whether it's a broken nose or just a bloody nose it hurts i've had my nose broken and little scuffles before it ain't fun to do it with 10 ounce gloves where there's just barely enough padding to just cover your knuckles. Keep, keep me away from slim. I don't want to be in the ring with slim ever in my entire goddamn life. The dude is a killer, man. Like the name, like the nickname Hitman is, is, is perfect. And I'm looking, and I'm looking forward to see his matches. Like anytime slims on a card, I want to see it. Cause like he's entertaining. You got the personality and, and you're saying like, he's like a Floyd, but like this dude has power. He doesn't look, if you look at him like, man, he ain't got no muscle mass. Nothing don't matter. Cause like when you throw a punch, it's all coming from the power from your legs, dude, dude. And your hips. So it's just like, uh, man, slim. I mean, I mean, start MVP, MVP. He, he right now, Pound for pound out of all the fighters we've seen from these two, uh, two DAZN Misfits cards. I mean, man, I gotta say he is. I, I w almost want to say number one, Anthony Taylor is like really fucking good, though, and has a lot of experience. But like, man, I, I really think Slim is just right on that cusp. I think he is the most dangerous man in this scene, period. Bar none. Put Jake Paul in there, Jake Paul gets finished. Put KSI in there, gets finished. I think Slim is that dog. He lives this life. Uh, that was something he talked about uh, in the post-fight conference. He lives this life. 
he still does YouTube and things like that on occasion, but like he's training all the time, training every single day. Like that's the shit we want to see. That's the shit we need for this to be taken seriously as its own thing. You know, I, I guys like that guys, like we, we end up seeing uh, with Jay Swingler guys like Anthony Taylor coming into the scene. Uh, this, this was, in my opinion, this was fight of the night. I agree. Easily. Easily. So that brings us to our main event. Another guy who fought in the past, had a couple year layoff, Jay Swingler returning versus Churdley's. This f- fight was just, I guess I should say less the fight. <laughs> the, this situation was just entertainment. Like, I remember when they first put out the poster for this event. I've never heard of Churdley's in my life. He's just someone in YouTube I've never came across, I guess. The first time I saw that poster with him and the fucking mustache, I was like, this guy looks fucking crazy. This guy looks fucking weird. And I'm kind of like, I want to see what this is about. Churdley's just had this energy and like charisma. Where like whenever they would have the backstage promos before the fighters went out, like him and his goons were just messing around and like joking around. One of them had had a microwave with a skull with Jay's name on it, and I'm like, who fucking thinks of this shit? Seriously, someone was drinking out of a bong, and I, I remember saying like, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, is that? A, I was like. It because then they, they they switched to Jay and Jay's like you could tell like he's taking it serious. I'm like I'm like there's no way this dude fucking survives. Like Jay's gonna murder his ass, and that's what happened. Because when the dude came in the, in the ring, yeah, you're talking about charisma, but I thought clown, yeah, joke, well, yeah, same thing. I mean, you know that that's whole jobber clowns, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I think this is the thing that. I think you miss with something like a Churdley's versus I know you won't really get this, uh, this reference, Josh, but if anyone watched the creator class show, like versus a fight, like fighter, like dad, um, on that show is like, okay, there's jokes, there's, uh, clowning around, there's charisma, but like dad went in there and fucking destroyed the guy he fought versus Churdley's. I mean, you know, KSI kind of had had this theory of like, what if this is all a play? What if this is all just to like get him to fucking think that he's nobody? And then, you know, he's been training, you know, uh, Chardley's Chir- apparently like fought in MMA and like stuff like that before. And I'm like, you know, what if, you know, I can buy into that for a second. But man, once that bell rang for that first round, it was not that much longer until the bell rang again. Uh, first round knockout, straight up. Yeah, I don't even know if Truly even got a hit. I think he got like one soft hit in, and that was literally it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I have an issue with the dude. I mean, he's jumping around on the, like body, like hitting his body like against his uh, like, exerting energy. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like that's why I wish the main event switched, especially if this guy is going to be a joke like that as a co-main event. Eh, it's fine. I mean, it's almost like Jay was fighting Dan Housen. True. Where it's like, Oh yeah, we love the character. But when the bell comes on, I mean, Dan, Dan Housen is a, a, a jobber of jobbers that we love, which is fine. I mean, like I'm 
I don't want Dan Housen to win the championship. This is not what it's about. But man, like with the pink hair and the mustache, I was just like, ah, okay. And so when ding, ding, ding came, I was like, that, that is done. <laughs> it was over. I think the first hit, like. Immediate. I, I mean, Jay looked great. You know, the, the last fight he had was against a Nissan Gibb. And that was like, again, you know, we taught, I talked about it a little bit with the JMX fight. JMX and Jay were kind of these guys at the very start of this that people were like, okay, these guys are serious. Even though Jay lost to Gibb, I mean, you have to think. I mean, just think about the trajectory of that. That went from Jay Swingler and a Nissan Gibb to Nissan Gibb versus Jake Paul to all the shit Jake Paul has done so far. I mean, in a couple weeks, he's fucking fighting Anderson the Spider Silva. What fucking world? Holy shit, that's crazy. Um, but Jay looked as as short as it was still looked good it still looked like he was serious about it and again you know that was something at the end of his uh post fight speech was he's like dude i'm living this life like he's been put all of his youtube and stuff on the sidelines for the past 18 months to train for that night to get that result of a w he was upset that Churdley's wasn't putting on a front and wasn't more of a challenge. You know, uh, something that was interesting was he's like, yeah, I didn't really like what happened. Like I didn't get to really show it. I'm going to go make myself go run a two, two mile run instead of go out and party. It's like the guy's serious about this shit. And again, that's what we need. We need the guys that are serious because you have to think with these events, you know, it's going to be from, what is it, October now? So it's going to be from September to January by the time KSI fights again, who's your top draw for this promotion. You need these guys not only to be coming up to fight the big guys, but also to keep this promotion going, especially if you're doing these shows every single month. You know, uh, Haseem, I think, is a, a perfect example of someone who got into this influencer thing. He was supposed to fight Jake. That fell through. Who's found the money printer because now he has a way to still be considered a serious boxer, but still get these money fights, get these big money influencer crossover events like he's about to with Victor Belfort. And I mean, that's huge. You know, you got guys like him, you got Anthony Taylor, who's previous fighter, previous MMA guy. Like if you can start to weed in these real fighters in, then you get your entertaining little guys like Salt Poppy or Churdley's or a dad for the, the creator clash. Like, and then you start to see this thing start to grow a lot more. And I mean, from the rumors of what's going to be on the January card, which is going to be a KSI fight, a Logan Paul fight, possibly a dead, another Deji fight after the Floyd fight. I mean, this January card is going to be a fucking super card. I mean, it it's going to have all your big draws, main hitters on there. And I mean, I think that's exciting. I mean, it's only going to get bigger from here. And that's what I'm excited for. Um, I would say I, I watched our video back uh, when we watched the first, my first uh, Dead Z card. And I was like, I was un unimpressed and, I would say I'm more impressed now and that I'm looking forward to these month 
these, watching these and see how it grows. Cause like, I think they have something here. I think they offer something new. Um, especially if they call it misfits. They can, I mean, this is pro, this is, uh, boxing via pro wrestling. They're so pro wrestling with it. And so I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm becoming a fan because it's like, they have the personalities like a pro wrestling, um, but shoot fighting. So I was like, all right, you got me. You got you got your characters. I got my favorites. I mean, yeah. So every time Slim fights, I'm that's my boy. Where's my Slim merch? Where's my Slim t-shirt? For real. I mean, dude. And all in all, like I said towards the start of the show, I thought this was miles above the first one. Um, and I mean, give them the benefit of the doubt. That last show had a lot of changes that happened at the last minute. This show even did, you know, swarms was supposed to fight again on this card. Uh, there was a fight, uh, another fight that was supposed to happen, uh, that just got called off the day before because they went at it at the press conference. Like the thing that is so interesting to me about boxing. And I guess in some ways you can even say it with MMA too, is just how much, as much as they try to distance themselves from pro wrestling, it's just pro wrestling. I mean, it is. Uh, you have these guys who have a press conference and they start fighting, and now the fight's off. And now, you know, there's the rumors about like they're going to try and uh, just like the, just like the uh, Slim and Ryan Taylor fight, they're going to try and get this fight to happen again later. Now you have built in heat to this match where it can be a co main event, a main event of one of these uh, monthly pay-per-views. I think it's great. I thought top to bottom show was entertaining without a doubt with some really good boxing sprinkled in. Um, and I think really that's what they should do. It, it It's the same thing we kind of talked about last week uh, as far as like kind of making WWE differently is like, if I want to watch my like, spot fest pro wrestling technical masterpiece i have a place i'll do that you don't have to do that and with misfits boxing i don't they don't need every fight to be this technical masterpiece sprinkle in a couple here and there and then just do some fucking crazy misfit shit just make some weird shit happen come on or or like a certain somebody calls it sports entertainers, entertainers. Like, entertainers because like i feel like this this is the definition of sports entertaining um um we last time we did this we gave a grade level i gave the last pay-per-view uh a d to a c minus i'm gonna give this one a solid b uh there was two meh but everything else was pretty good and i was highly entertained of what i watched and i mean yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the haseem fight i mean we we We've done videos of him, and I thought he was going to knock out Jake, and that fight didn't happen. So I'm like, all right, Haseem, show me something. Show me. Because if he wins, maybe he's like, all right, Jake, I want I want that match to happen. I mean, and and to, to get into that, we're not going to go super in-depth into that, but, like, Victor Belfort is older, but, I mean, the guy is still doing this boxing thing, and he's still knocking people the fuck out, which, I mean, that's... That was his thing in early UFC. He was knocking guys out. And that's something that Haseem has to look look at. You know, uh, they asked him about it on this show, and they're like, you know, 
uh, he was very gracious, very humble, being like, you know, this big opportunity and like uh, Victor Belfort is a monster. You know, it's not going to be an easy challenge. I mean, I think, again, going into the pro pro wrestling well, like it is your monster of a of of a guy like Victor Belfort and then your younger guy, your smaller guy, your less established guy in Haseem. And I think I think that's going to be an entertaining fight. Um, I'm excited to talk about that next month. But uh, I do you know what I rated it? I assume probably like a C minus. I want to say. Okay, so you said a C. C. So I B plus B plus for this one. I mean, I I think this one. A lot of our opinions hit the same nail a lot on this show. It was a really good show with some low lows, but the highs were really fucking high. And I mean, I'm excited. I I love this shit. This shit's awesome. I love talking about this. I'm excited for next month. Uh, even this month. I mean, we still have Jake and uh, Anderson Silva, uh, which Tommy Fury, uh, Tommy Fumbles, is going to be on uh, on the undercard for that. Uh, you have Deji and uh, Floyd Mayweather coming up at the start of next month, which... For my pro wrestling fans, Bobby Fish is also fighting on that card. Um, What's so the, the ultimate lock? That is the ultimate lockup pay per view. That is the crossover we have been looking for. You know. Um, with that said, guys, let us know your guys' rankings for this event down in the comments below or on Spotify. Uh, we have a little questionnaire thing you can do. Um, I did want to say uh, you guys responded to our request for some ratings on spotify apple Podcasts, amazon podcast um so there is a podcast uh or i'm sorry a review by a anthony l that just says great show hey anthony hey thanks thanks anthony we appreciate it thank you guys so much for joining us in the ring of the lockup and we'll see you in the next one